You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. We welcome you. Welcome back to Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero. I'm George. I'm Haley. We've got a another fun quarantine yes. episode. <laughs> I like this. I kind of like that we're doing like different uh, different kinds of movies for quarantine and stuff. But I will say our next movie is is a Godzilla film, the the one we're gonna do in two weeks, and it it's with a favorite guest uh, that, and it's one of everybody's favorite movies that they've been demanding for a long time. So so if if you're like, hey, what are all these other movies? Well, just First of all, hold your horses, chill, and we'll be coming back with those soon. Yeah. Um, Saving the best uh, for last. Saving the best for last. But we will be covering two Godzilla properties today uh, on uh, as well. Yes. But we also have a very silly movie. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to remind everybody that so they probably saw it on our social media. Um, we did a big blast. But uh, I... I think it's worth bringing up on here that I did an interview about this podcast with Jason Stranges from G Fan Magazine. Whoa, so cool! G Fan Magazine. Now this is like a, a dedicated Godzilla magazine. It is, and and I, you know what? I really liked the uh, the they gave me they gave me a, a free magazine from my interview, and I liked it so much that I ended up subscribing. So, and be, because the magazine's dope and then it usually comes with a, a like a little pull out art sort of thing too. And like so this month's came with uh first of all it gets sent to you in this really cool like kaiju giant envelope. And then uh and then the art on it is amazing and then it, this month's came with uh a replica a fold out replica of the original uh poster for uh for godzilla the 1954 godzilla so cool and yeah the the art is so amazing cool. when i when i pick up anything to read the first thing i do is flip around to see if there's pictures that's why i <laughs> <laughs> of course get as far away from words as possible yeah 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 I, 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 not not a big advertisement for writing as a writer but uh <laughs> but i do like the pictures uh it's and i'm always looking like this this is just beautiful godzilla artwork um, there's so much cool stuff in it, and, and you, there's a lot of heart in it. You can tell a real Godzilla fan, like a, a real, because they're just, you know, yes. they're gushing about the same things, like, oh, well, look how cool this one looks, and it's just like, you know, people are like, yeah, it's just stomping around. I'm like, yeah, look. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hello. Exactly. They have, um, they, they have really, they get great interviews, besides me. Um, but mine's the best. But they get, uh, they have great interviews with, like, artists they uh with um they went they went to godzilla's birthday too and they did this amazing write-up um so i i just can't recommend it enough and and also you're i mean especially since they send like you get pieces of art with it it's like okay so that's what validates a magazine subscription these days like to the the hard copy of it sort of thing so it's like this is full of stuff that you just can't get anywhere else um, you can uh, subscribe on gfan.com. That's g-fan.com. 
com. Uh, and, and we'll just kind of, we'll keep talking about it as it comes up. Cause uh, I'm just really loving the, uh, I, I'm so happy I subscribed. I got my second one today and I, or yesterday and I love it. It's so love cool. It, Thank it. you guys for the, for the plug. They gave us a very generous plug. Yeah. And there's like some, some uh, pictures of you in there, Haley. You guys can see Haley, I think from a comic con yes. or was it, uh, from, yeah, it was, uh, uh, wonder con. WonderCon. It was WonderCon. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Uh, It was WonderCon. Um, Our buddy Dana Gould connected me with some other uh, awesome kaiju fans uh, that that also host podcasts. A lot of you guys listen to those podcasts. And uh, and yeah, they uh, that was so much fun. Had so much fun. Our buddy Jay Washington, really funny comedian, was also part of that panel. Um, so yeah, like tune in to uh, tune into what G fans got going on because they they got their they got their finger on the beat there. Very cool. Well, we should. And I think like a year subscription is only like twenty five bucks or something. Uh, that's a st- yeah. That's that's a great that's a great deal. Yeah. Um, we should also talk about the uh, two things: uh, the movie and the our guest today. Yes, yes. I'm so excited to discuss <laughs> this movie because also it opened up this whole thing for me once I started doing research on it because this thing has immediately become a cult hit. That's right. We're talking about Velocipaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was selected by our good friend, Maisha Casey Brown. Hey, my. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> can you hear so me? Lovely. Yes, we can hear you. We okay. can hear you. Yeah, if, if you, obviously everybody, if you, I mean, if you've been living under a rock, uh, or if you've been living near a rock, but in a mountain, on a mountain, far away from everybody else, we're social distancing. <laughs> so we're not all in the same room. Uh, we're using the power of Zoom. My computer's so. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, my, for whatever reason, my visuals cut out, but I can still hear you guys. All good. All good. Great. Yeah. My, uh, Maisha is a super funny uh, comedian, actress, uh, writer. We're in this group called the Color Collective together. What? Um, what? <laughs> yeah, woohoo! We've had, uh, we've had Royce on the podcast before. Royce is a really big Godzilla fan. And honestly, uh, my my, you always like seek out crazy weird horror films, and then you brought up this Velocipaster yes! last week, and I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah, I have to watch this. Because I saw, I like you know how you're sitting at home on Amazon and you're you're watching Amazon. And I'm like, oh, what is this Velocipaster? So I I read the um like the premise of it. It's like a pastor who who travels to China, and somehow he gets um this magic, I guess like a dragon claw or something, and he cuts himself with it, and somehow he has this power. Where he can transform into a dinosaur, so but he's still a pastor, so Velocipaster. <laughs> yeah, I you know I, I had the exact same incident happen to me, Maisha. I was watching on, I was like scrolling through Amazon, I'm like, huh, what's this Velocipaster? Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, watch I thought that. you were gonna say the same incident happened to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was I was a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just minding my business, and look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got cut by a dinosaur claw, and I became one. Um, 
So, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I wa- this is like the second time I've seen it in the last two weeks. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because of, I, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, I got to watch this. Anytime, anytime, any any bullshit premise, I'm a sucker. I'm like a moth to flame for bullshit movies. Last night, literally, I was I was like, after Velocity <laughs> Pastor, like, it starts recommending more bullshits. Amazon, like, oh, we got another sucker. So, so it, offered, <laughs> it offered a the movie deal? called Killer Sofa. Uh, I, I watched oh, yeah, that. Kaylee, I told you I watched that. Oh, I watched yes, Killer yes. Sofa. <laughs> I had to find out how like, this recline, how he, how this serial killer recliner take it out, folks. Yeah, <laughs> it is so ridiculous, but it's like it's done competently. It's like a really well done movie. I would say like even probably better um, visuals and, and cinematography than than. Uh, Velocipaster, which was like decent. Haley and I were talking last night. Like the main actor in this movie was like yes, really good. Was. Yeah, I, 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 I followed him on Instagram. I forgot his name, but I follow. I found his Instagram. I was like, I'm gonna follow him. <laughs> He's actually. I was like, oh, all right. And then I was like, man, this guy is really good. So then, yeah, I went to his website and I was like, oh, he's like studied. Like he studied everywhere. He did like two years of Meisner. He did like mm-hmm. like this guy's like a good actor. actor. But you know what? Here's the thing. This is that that's exciting to me because this movie came out in uh, it was made like, made in 2017. 17, yeah. And I think that the cool thing about that stuff is that the first movie I ever saw. I mean, like I saw William H Macy in other movies, but the like the movie that I saw him the youngest in was uh, The Last Dragon. Remember that? With the yeah, Shogun? Was, yes. Yeah, uh, what was his name? What was the Shogun's name? Like, oh, like, was, what was it, it? it the? Is it Shonuff or um? Uh, Shonuff, yeah, Shonuff, yeah, Shonuff, yeah. Shonuff, and he's like, well, who's the master, Leroy Shonuff? Yes, yes, that was my jam. <laughs> Dude, I love that movie. And William H Macy's like that weird. He's like an assistant that comes in towards the end. And he's like, and he and it's he's like trying to convince them. I can't remember what he's coming in, but he's like trying to convince them of something. And it's hilarious because even when he's like in this crazy movie and he's really <laughs> young, he's still and he's on screen for like all of. 30 seconds he's incredibly captivating <laughs> he's like, I'm like this guy's going somewhere <laughs> he's like my first movie last dragon <laughs> yeah well so what's what's especially interesting about this is um Haley, we both read this uh forbes article about this movie i think where yeah they made this thing for thirty five thousand dollars yeah and yeah, I, I think yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the mother's friend, the mother's some investor friend of the mother, like helped them get the money for yeah, it. Yeah, and and really, it's just the guy, like the main guy who wrote it, edited the movie. Um, and it's interesting because in this interview, he says this movie has become such a phenomenon because it just went viral at all the festivals and blew up, and it and it's had political effects in Spain because the. Um, one of the politicians over there was a pastor and uh, like his name was Velocity something. So they call him the Velocipastor. And so they use this movie and clips from this movie to kind of promote and it's having like political impacts in Spain. And the guy's like, wow. I just, I live in my apartment in Pasadena and I'm trying to scrape together $10 for a coffee. He's like, <laughs> you know, he's, wow. Yeah. And um, it's amazing how, how much like work went into this thing for $35,000 and they were able to do this thing. It was two failed Kickstarters, I think, and one other uh, funding project. And yes. finally, yeah. yeah. And finally it was the funding project yeah, where, <laughs> where they found the lead actor because he was just some guy who was, who auditioned and that like he was blown away by his performance, which is uh, really, really <laughs> good. 
<laughs> yeah, it really is. I love it. I love it. Well, there's there's several articles on it. AV Club, Forbes, all this stuff because it just it dropped on Amazon and tons of people started seeing it. Tons of people started watching it and it is done with just enough it's it's I think what something that's a rare a very rare thing to see that's done well in this film is that and, and this relates to our our Kaiju podcast in that it's um this is conscious camp that's yes. done well. <laughs> yes. So and that's almost impossible. That's like hitting the middle of the bullseye, like the dot in the middle of the already bullseye. Yeah. It's it's hard very to do hard. conscious camp. Uh that's so trauma team makes classically like campy movies and there was a marked difference in the in their movies when um at first they were making they were trying to make good movies and you know failing uh and, and that's what makes a really good campy movies like they're trying so hard to to in earnest to tell the story and have good special effects and visuals and they just miss the mark but then when they're conscious of it and kind of, you know sometimes sometimes they can ruin it by doing a wink wink to the audience like we're in on yeah. this joke so this movie does that but they do it well uh i would say 99% of the time maybe like 95% of the time there's only one joke i felt like um fell kind of flat but uh in general which the- one well, so so at the beginning, uh, one of my favorite things in this movie is he goes to China and literally it's just like him in a <laughs> you know like some local park or forest or something. Yes. Yeah, it looks, oh my God. it looks yeah, it looks the exact same as every other forest that yeah. they go to throughout the. <laughs> yeah, there's no bamboo like, or anything, and then there's oh, just. Oh, are you talking in, about that China is east? No, well, no, I thought that was funny, too. But, like, in, in Giant Text, it just showed China. And I thought that was really funny. But yeah. near, near the end of the movie, um, they do they do a similar gag where uh, he asks if his girlfriend oh, is, is okay. Fine. She is fine. Yeah, yeah that, that pops up on fine. screen. Yeah. I, I thought that was, I thought that was like, a little, uh, a little too much. But, like, generally, like, it was a really funny movie. I thought that, uh, you know, had so many good parts to it. But it was so funny. She wasn't even in a real. She wasn't even in a real hospital bed. It was like a doctor's office. Where yeah. You just go take an examination. Yeah. And then the doctor's yeah. like smoking, and I'm like, what? I was and like, yeah. And it's like headband doesn't stay on. It's like an old timey doctor headband oh. that just like falls down. On the oh yeah, you know that was like <laughs> you know that was the first take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody's somebody's dad's a doctor, and he's like, they're like, you got fifteen minutes to get this yes. take, oh. and then you've got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, That's all yeah. I can <laughs> also, at the end of this, uh, just just uh, to keep you Godzilla heads. Happy. <laughs> we uh we are also going to talk about just since this is like a lot of silly stuff we figured this was a good time to cover uh the the godzilla versus charles barkley commercial from 1992 Man. and uh and godzilla uh, meets bambi from 1969 <laughs> uh both one minute of fun each Classic. <laughs> right. Classic. man <laughs> Godzilla's ankles were not ready for Charles Barkley, man. <laughs> <laughs> he fell back on that city. I'm like, man, Godzilla, come on now. You gotta have some yeah. moves. <laughs> I like I like that it enforces good sportsmanship though. Like how like afterwards Charles Barkley's like, it's okay. Like the Lakers are looking for open you know, eyes. Like, you know. Because <laughs> he was hurt, his self esteem was hurt. So you know, he got to give him a little encouragement at the end. Yeah, Godzilla's got a big ego. Yeah, there's not much then about him. Uh, all right, well, let's jump into the let's jump into the film. 
All right. So Velocipaster, the Velocipaster, <laughs> uh, like we said, came out in 2017, directed and written, directed and edited by Brendan Steer. Uh, and they, like we said earlier, they did a bunch of Kickstarters to get it going. And then somebody's mom funded this. Um, <laughs> and, and I love the synopsis, like the just straightforward synopsis, uh, I can't remember what it was exactly on Amazon, but it's got to be close to what the Wikipedia is, which is uh, Pastor Doug Jones becomes infected by a curse in in China, resulting in him turning into a velociraptor when he becomes angry. At the direction of a prostitute, he decides to kill criminals, including drug-dealing ninjas, by using his transformation. The pastor travels the world for his mission. Um, uh, And that, you know what, That, that sums it up. And again, this guy's a pretty good actor. Uh, yes. So he really captivates it. But this thing, this movie has everything. It has, it, it's, there is, so like, the, there. if you're wondering, there's your semi-kaiju element is that he turns into a velociraptor yeah. and he attacks people. Uh, so that's like, he's a murderous velociraptor. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but also... This movie's got, like you said, like there's a ninjas, there's a pimp named Frankie yeah. Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid, because he's swimming in bitches. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the whole, but the whole, and his whole introduction is just extra because she's just walking up. She's like, hey, and he just like, the you know, the stereotypical he bitch slaps her. Yeah. yeah. He goes, what? Quit asking me questions. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, quit asking me questions. And he goes, so what do they call me? Frankie, Frankie Mermaid. Why do they call me? But you're asking her a question. So she's asking, she's answering your question. Mm. It was really funny. So I'm just it like, was so exactly. He's like, you're demanding unreasonable things out of this prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love that this movie not only has a, a pastor that turns into, uh, into a dinosaur. There's a, a Christianity conspiracy. Uh, there's there's Chinese there's Chinese people there's Japanese but he's a pastor and then there's a Vietnam there's Vietnam flashbacks yeah wait and oh then, yeah I almost forgot yeah, 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 buddy. yeah the and entire then, the entire war buddy scene was insane <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean imagine imagine if on short notice like today or tomorrow you had to shoot a Vietnam Vietnamese like war scene. Very ambitious, first of all, in any movie. Uh, uh, very ambitious in any movie. But if you had to shoot a Vietnamese war scene and you told your buddies, like, "Hey, uh, I do you have? I need you to shoot the scene," and then your buddies were like, "Okay, cool. Do you have uniforms for us?" No. What camo? No. What camo do you have in jeans. your closet? Yeah, they're walking around in jeans, jeans and khakis, yes. and, and then. I think I saw a pair of, like, New Balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they basically, like, so, yeah, they've tried to make an old guy look young by putting a blonde wig on him. Oh, my God. Wait, that whole scene. Well, they're like, yeah, you want to go home and have a, make a family and have babies. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Adeline, his, um, his love his, of his, his life. lady. Like, like, how did she get in Vietnam? And she's like, James. And he's and like, they- Adeline. <laughs> and they try to they try to justify it, but well, let's let, let's back up and give get, oh. go from the start. So oh, that, because no, because I want to highlight that moment. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. So okay, so we have this guy. He's 
he's a priest. He starts he starts by giving his uh his sermon. He started him giving a sermon uh to that's just focused on him probably because they couldn't afford a church full of extras. Um and so and he's he's talking about God and everything and then uh he and this is our great our our uh our actor Gregory James Cohan as Doug Jones and he does a great job. And then once he finishes he uh talks to well he he talks to this priest his 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 kind of um t- teacher right like his mm. his his mentor and they have first of all they do some sort of weird uh bergman setup where they're like their faces are superimposed out as they're talking in person it's very very silly <laughs> and right away there you're like okay like this is going to be this isn't taking itself too seriously so don't worry right <laughs> and then he goes outside and he waves to his parents and the, their car <laughs> yes but, it but they didn't have it, it in the budget instant. so they just put the words <laughs> special effects <laughs> Yeah, car explosion. This is for real, everybody. They literally didn't have the money for this VFX of a car exploding, and so they just wrote VFX car explodes. Hello. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Uh, like, use your imagination, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, use your. You see the fire? I see the fire. <laughs> yeah, you know, it weirdly, like, I got the effect. Like, in my mind, I was like, yeah, car exploding. I get it. All right, cool. <laughs> Next shot. Like, sure. <laughs> it's so fucking silly. I love it. And they're, and so that they, so there's like, well, then his parents are dead. Uh, and he's, and he's sad. And his mentor says that he, he's like, I need to get out of here. And his mentor tells him to go the farthest place away that he could possibly go. And if he hears God, then he's there. If he hears nothing, then God's there or something like that. Yeah. He gives them this like, this like introspective thing to be like, you know, you'll, you'll see if you, you hear them. So he goes, so then he goes to China, which looks like, (sighs) when he was trying to comfort him and he goes here, have some more water, but he pours out of a wine bottle. (laughs) <laughs> he's trying to comfort him. Oh yeah, it's not water. That's why. <laughs> Unless Jesus turned it into wine, he may have. He may have. But Jesus hasn't touched this one yet. Jesus, Jesus the alcoholic. <laughs> he's like, here, have some more water. I'm like, that is clearly not water. <laughs> <laughs> we just have water in the budget. Right. Uh, <laughs> So he goes to China, and the first thing he does is like he's walking through, and he looks at a compass, and he goes, "Whoa, China is east." <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't even make sense because if you're in China, it's not going to say, "Oh, you're east." Like, yeah. there is still a true. There's an east, no matter where you're you're at. <laughs> there's always an east. Well, if that's the only problem you have with this movie, that was it. <laughs> 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 it's just like the problem like so then then we get a, an extraordinarily problematic <laughs> problematic scene with a uh, another good actress i thought she was a really good actress she was a uh, so it's like so a girl comes running down a, a hill and by the way again we have this this 
version of China just looks like someone's backyard. Backyard <laughs> with a bunch of trees. And uh, this girl comes running down the hill and like tumbles down. And she's, but she's dressed in like, she has like the pointy hat and the full, like the full thing. And she's like running from something. And he, and then she gets hit with an arrow, right? Yeah, she gets hit yeah. with an arrow and it's clearly <laughs> sticking out of her chest. And she falls over bleeding and into his arms. And she, and he says, Are you hurt? <laughs> I was like, Sir, you don't see this arrow? <laughs> great, great line. And she's, she basically, she says, um, Here, she has in her hand this Velociraptor tooth, and she hands it to him, trying to say a warning in her final breath. She says, Dragon Warrior. And he says, Okay. And he grabs the tooth and then just stands up and, like, kind of takes a few steps away from the ninjas and cu- somehow cuts his hand on a tree branch. And the blood touches the tooth, which is what activates the uh, Dragon Warrior curse, I guess. <laughs> Got it. Okay, good. I needed that explanation because yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> but they, um, this this girl's name is uh, uh, Claire Shu, and uh, boy, she's she's been working since then. I thought, and she was great. I thought, like, <laughs> this girl's in. The, see, that was my William H Macy of this film, where I was like, this girl's in for like one scene. She did a great job, um, mm-hmm. and, and and sold it. And so, like, Velocipaster launched a thousand careers. Right. You, I <laughs> yeah. bet you did. We'll probably see them in, like, more shows. They'll probably be doing much serious stuff. We'll probably see them on Law and Order or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, honestly, I was like, dang, this girl's, this girl's really good. Um, <laughs> so, so shout out to her for not, uh, not just uh, succumbing to the stereotype she was set up in, into. And <laughs> so she dies. He gets, he gets cut. And then, does he just come back and try to remember? Wait, that was the weird part because he falls like he falls down a hill. And all you see is like his little legs fly up in the air, and then he wakes up back at the church. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. So it seems like it was a dream or something. Yeah, I, and I'm like, how did he find him? And how did he get back? And he's back in so many questions. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, exactly. I was like, but that that definitely. I was like, wait. Hold on. But I think it's like, you don't need to know how he got back. He got back. That's all you need to know. He's back in the States. That's true. That's true. This whole movie operates on that exact philosophy. Yeah. You don't need to know how. You just need to know that it happened. Yeah, like, just enjoy the movie. Don't ask too many. Or uh, Frankie Mermaid. Don't ask too many questions. Oh, yeah. That's- <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's that's the next part, right? So, there's, we have, so he comes, he's back. He had this weird that weird incident and then mm-hmm. then we go to the prostitute right yeah she's just oh because I, he goes i'm hungry and but he's like running down the street of new york it looks like new york and yeah. he's holding his hand but it's like well, your hand been hurt that whole time and then the poor <laughs> guy all the way on your flight back <laughs> so he's just running down the street like distraught <laughs> yelling hungry hungry and, and then we meet carol minding her business walking down the street but Carol has a heart of gold because she gives money to um, the Vietnam um, the oh, that's right. asking for money. So that's how we know she has a heart of gold. Yeah, hook her with a heart of gold. <laughs> Go. And she's in a classic, she's in a classic fake fur jacket. Yeah. It was kind of cute, like a little cheetah print. Go ahead, Carol. Oh, yeah, she, she looks she looks like the action figure of a hooker. 
Look, I'm 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 a fan, and she was also she had a very um charming presence on this in this whole movie too. Like you you were rooting for her. She seemed like, uh, first of all, I mean, did not sell hooker. Like if I saw, you know, just her as a she just seems like just a really uh, sweet sweet lady. And then yes, but she she you know, and then and then basically there's not much that happens. She's just at night at the same at a park. Uh, you know, taking a stroll through a park uh, where where well, uh, Frankie Mermaid. Oh, uh, oh, right, yeah, yeah. Right, sorry, he, te- he tells her to to go make money at the park, and then I think that's why she's there at night. She's she's there to uh, to hook to to hook right, and and then that's when the first uh, the first time we get to see Velocipaster uh, because a so while she's at the park, she's walking through. This guy ambushes her with a gun and says. Give me all your money. <laughs> oh, he was so creepy. <laughs> yeah, like I was creepy as hell. Yeah. Like that she's just there and it's just like, he goes, oh, he goes, your money, your life, life, your life. So she's, and she's like, I don't have any money. And she's basically being held up. And then our, what were you, you going to say, Haley? Oh, no. And then I was going to say, then what happens? Da, da, da. <laughs> yep. Uh, Velocipaster shows up out of nowhere and. <laughs> This this is out of control. So he's he you hear like a bunch of fighting off camera, and then the next thing you see is the guy's body fall down lifeless, and then the head roll, and it's clearly a mannequin's head that rolls next to the body. Yes. And then it cuts to the first time you see Velocipaster, he's doing a roar with like blood spraying out of his mouth, like <laughs> kind of uh, kind of off camera, and it's going in a different direction. And you you know that's another one of those like fuck it, we got the take. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, totally. Yeah, and she's she's sprayed with blood, but also like he saved the day. This is this is the first time that it's happened, and this is our inciting incident that uh, that you know moves the rest of the movie because that this is what sets in motion. He goes back to the church and talks to the pastor, the uh, the main father over there, and and tells yeah, him what happened. Stewart. Mm-hmm, pastor Stewart, pastor <laughs> Stewart, tells him what happened, and the pastor's like, "That's impossible. You're." You're, you must have been hallucinating. This is we got to exercise you. He believes he, that he's possessed, and he thinks that it's a, a religious phenomenon, right? <laughs> it's oh. so, it's so fucking ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> it's like he and is that right when this happens? Oh like, no, yeah. he. No, I, like, think, I think he wakes weird. up the next day in Carol's. Um, he wakes up in Carol's oh, apartment, yeah. and he and thinks Carol's that he has nice sex house. with. And it's like, but he thinks he had sex with Carol. And Carol's like, you were amazing last night. You were great. He's like, was I? He's, he's, and she's like, yeah. And then he goes, he's talking and he's thinking that he had sex with her. And she's like, no, you didn't have sex with me. And then, uh, wait, what was the part they take? He asked Because he goes, it was my first time. And she goes, me too. But wait, yeah. this isn't about sex. You turned into a dinosaur and ate that man. Yeah. <laughs> and it, but then, like, he, they, he took her. She took him to the park where she kind of hid the body in some leaves. <laughs> but he he asked her for something to put on. He gave, she gave her this cute little dress. It was like this cute little orange sweater dress. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He's like, you need I need something to wear. So she puts him in a says, this cute orange sweater dress, and he rocks it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, go ahead, Master Doug. <laughs> George, what did you think of the orange dress? Yeah, you know, like. Looks pretty good on him. Uh, also, that that it was like a it was like a it was like a fluorescent orange, like a deer hunter's orange. And I was like, yeah, this guy this guy could rock a dress. Like, sure, why not? 
he's like he's like a pretty built dude and he's just walking around i'm like doesn't really matter what he's wearing he's gonna he's gonna pull it off it's fine <laughs> yeah. one of those guys with those ones if i put on a dress i look ridiculous but this guy like you know he looked he looked fine and 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 that color interestingly enough is in vogue right now. I'm seeing a lot of people in Deer Hunter Orange. Oh, like that's a really hot Deer color Hunter right now. Orange I mean, Deer Hunter Orange is, is all like the rage. A, yeah. It is all the it's all the rage. It's true. I saw like I like some fashion show recently, and they were like, "Oh yeah, the accents that Deer Hunter Orange." And I was like, "Oh okay, I guess that's the thing now." <laughs> they go out. She she shows him the dead body, and uh, and then he, and then. What does he do next? This, goes, is the first, this is the first time he learns what she does, too. And he's very yeah. disappointed because oh, he's a right. man of God. Uh, he goes, oh, yeah. you're, you're a hooker. I can't, I can't be with you. And then he... Uh, th- I think that's when the scene happens when he goes back and talks to the pastor, Stewart. But she's a pre-law, pre-med hooker. She, and she hooks to pay her way through college. That's right, yeah. Is that what she said? I, I totally yeah. missed that She's line. a pre-law, <laughs> pre-med hooker. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Poking her way through school. Yes. With a heart of That's gold. Amazing. I was okay. like, go ahead, Carol. <laughs> get it, get it, Carol. Also, her house is so nice for a hooker. Yeah. Like, it's so nice. It's like clearly a house, too. I was like, oh, all right. Nice. Well, no, I think they set up to, it looks like a, I think it's like a studio because it's just that one room. But it looked it, like it was like a, a house. house. Oh. It looked oh. like a room and a house. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> whatever i was having because it's like one bed it's like one bed in the <laughs> well it also had the frosted like a door with a frosted glass on it like i don't i don't know what house has like that kind of door i guess yeah. if you had a study i don't know where they would have found that or yeah, found your that. friend's house like, yeah i think, just, yeah, just I think a lot of families were pestered for this movie <laughs> 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 so then so <laughs> So wait, what? Then, then he talks to the pastor, and then is this where we go on the wait? No, somehow he he's running through the forest in the orange dress, right? He's running, 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 Mm -hmm. and then he runs around the corner, and he's back in his pastor robe. I'm like, well, how did? Oh yeah, (laughs) and it's like I love this movie because like you don't need to know how he got his pastor robe. Just watch the movie. You know, he used he used the wand to change clothes like they have in uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. They have a little wand. You can wave and you change your clothes. That's what it was. Bippity boppity boop. Yeah, Jesus Jesus is my fairy godmother. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. So then, then he talks to the pet. Now. Oh, no. He goes, I have to do confession. I have to do confession. So he right. runs in. And I That's guess right. Pastor Stewart's like, you're late for a confession. And so he runs past Pastor Stewart, and he's in the confession booth. And, and guess Frankie who's... Mermaid comes in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> Frankie Mermaid, Frankie Mermaid the pimp, has to be, uh, this This scene was maybe my favorite scene. First of all, this guy has the worst come over I've ever seen. Yes. He's like, a, he's got like a mullet with a comb over. With little strings, like, on his head, just laying there. Like, give yeah, it up, like Frankie. like a Homer Simpson comb over. Yes. <laughs> and so then he, he starts confessing. He's like, boy, I haven't done one of these in a while. And then he goes on to just list murders basically <laughs> he, he kills babies wait what did he wait what did he say he said he uh oh yeah he kills babies <laughs> he, he kills babies yeah. he, he did <laughs> and he was smoking he, 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 he confessed he did like a whole bunch of stupid stuff and then he's like and he's like and i like it it's fun and, and then he's like, just just for fun he killed these two people where he blew up their car and 
our priest is like, my parents. <laughs> He's like, as a matter of fact, it was just outside this church. Yep. yep. <laughs> so it's like he finds out this this pimp killed his parents and the velociraptor comes again. And again, and, and we have to, I feel like this is, this is truly what God, if Godzilla never had a budget for that suit, I think that's how you can imagine this. Cause it looks like it's made out of like maybe the same materials that would go into an early, like soapbox derby, like, <laughs> you know, like a, uh, you know, paper mache, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paper yeah. mache is heavily involved. Don't get this suit yeah. wet. Um, I thought they were like, remember cleaning gloves? Like, you know how they have the little yellow cleaning yeah, gloves? <laughs> I thought like they painted the cleaning gloves and like glued like little stuff to look like nails. Like <laughs> when they do the, definitely the nails. <laughs> they definitely did. I mean, like this is, and they only do, they do, they do use a good economy of shots to make sure that it's like, you're just seeing the arm. You're just seeing the eye. You're just yeah. seeing whatever. But he like fucks Frankie Mermaid up. And yeah. he like, Bleeding out, they do like a hyper close up on Frankie's <laughs> bleeding neck, <laughs> and he's like, I'm "Like, oh my god, this is so stupid." <laughs> Wait, and he, he, his hand, he busts through the like, you know how he had that screen? Yes, oh, <laughs> that was so dramatic. He punches through and grabs Frankie by the throat. He's truly <laughs> reaching out to the congregation, right? <laughs> One neck at a time. Boo. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Gotta have a bad pun in here. I miss our live studio audience, and they support me so much. <laughs> My, we usually have a live studio audience, but oh, uh, for real? Sadly, oh. sadly, in the in these days of Zoom. Uh, uh, you know they all they all are social distancing as well, so they're probably clapping at their wall. Uh, <laughs> so then he goes and tells the hooker that he did he murdered again, and he's scared. And she's and he's like, "I killed this guy, Frankie Mermaid." And then she's like, "You killed Frankie Mermaid," and he's like, yeah, "I'm so bad." And then she's like, "Thank you, thank you." <laughs> and and she's like, and then this is the moment where. She's like, don't you? He's like, this is a curse. And she's like, I don't think it is. <laughs> he's like, I think he should kill some people. Yeah, oh, the she, bad she, ones. This is a classic line uh, from the movie. She's like, I don't think God would want us to kill people. And he goes, I think God wants us to kill lots of people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's what, I think, the, 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 his mentor says that, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, his mentor. Yeah, his mentor is like, God does not want you to kill people. Oh, I think God wants lots of people dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which great. So then they start killing, they start killing people and falling in love yeah, but you know how they hug all romantically but then they high five each other they, they at one point like they high five right. each other is that something they, you're not supposed to is, is that something you're not supposed to do in a relationship because like i'm all i'm all about the high fives like <laughs> high five. <laughs> love you too high five <laughs> this was a great date high five yeah. <laughs> we probably have to do that now because well we probably can't no. high five. we probably have to like elbow hand touching off or do like the kitten play like you know how they do kitten play foot touch yeah, we have to start play. doing eh, that eh, 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> i know we're gonna be coming up with some weird some weird greetings and celebrations now oh yeah 
So now, I'd say at this point, this is the point at which the movie goes off the rails. Yeah, it's a rom-com now. It goes into a rom-com. It goes into a rom-com, which becomes a ninja film. Yes. Yes. It's a rom-com that becomes, that's a great way of putting it. It's a rom-com that becomes a ninja film with dinosaurs. (laughs) It's got it all, baby. So, so wait. So, okay. So it goes, so first off, there's some ninjas. We go to a ninja campground yeah it's like, <laughs> like they're training their training base like i guess it's like their hideout or it's a, it's i think it's the same but it's the same background as the china as china it's the same background <laughs> as china it's also the same background as the place in new york where this guy was murdered yes. uh, it's the same field um and then and then what what happens here uh uh we have they there's like this the ninja the ninja in charge and then there's a, a like a master. Ninjas, yeah, and all the ninjas are just practicing doing kicks, and they're all just wearing their waiter out for uh, uniforms, like yes. black pants, black shirt, black tennis shoes. Wait, and then the sound effect when they're like kicking, they'll kick, and the sound effect was a little delayed, like. Well, yeah, like not the tightest editing. Okay, he was—he had a lot of—he was juggling a lot of plates here. All right, some of, you're going to drop a few of them. All right, so let's, let's cut him some slack, you, you ladies. Okay, because he tried—he tried. He was doing so much. Yeah. So, but these are, but these are not ordinary ninjas. These are Christian ninjas that are drug dealers that sell cocaine. Like they were. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. This is like, what kind of cocaine is this? They're like, it's way more addictive than regular cocaine. Cocaine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the plot here is basically, this was kind of interesting. I thought, so So the whole plot here is these ninjas want to get everybody hooked on the super cocaine so that <laughs> once they become hooked, they'll just cut off the supply. And then to cope with their addiction, they will turn to God, which is their, the, you know, the church. And that's how they'll, they'll make the real money. I'm like, yeah, the- all right, eh, I buy it. <laughs> all right. well, that's a lot. A, lot of, a lot of joints in that arm. <laughs> like this plan, I, this plan is going to work out fine. This one's perfect. This is stellar. <laughs> so, so then they, then, so that's we know that's happening, and there's like a real noodly white ninja with a t-shirt over his face. Justin Timberlake's uh, cousin. Like, that's like the his sensei's favorite. Um, and yeah, and then they so we know this thing, and then we go back to the pastor. Now we go to the Vietnam flashback, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they they want to get him like uh, exorcism. They. Because somehow, what's weird is they, they, they put that flashback at a very weird part of the movie where they, um, Pastor Stewart went to, um, he feels that Doug, Pastor Doug, is um, possessed by the Velociraptor. So he, he knows the guy, sometimes you have to resort to evil to fight evil. He says that line. Yeah. And, and then they go to meet this other Pastor John, but he doesn't go by that name anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, so they, yeah. they do like this exorcism, but it makes it makes him mad. Yeah. So he almost kills 
Yeah, he, <laughs> he attacks the pastor, so we think he's killed him, but then he's not dead, yeah. and he gets recovered. But then, but the somehow ninja. the but the um but the Vietnam flashback was like thrown in. I was confused at this part because they we meet Pastor John, and before they go into exorcism, there's a flashback to Pastor Stewart when he's in Vietnam and he's with his uh his war buddy. That's when they were doing the war buddy thing, and uh <laughs> that's uh that was that was a weird part. I'm like, well, why are we like we're I guess we're doing Pastor Stewart's backstory at this moment in the movie for some reason, but um. And that's when uh, he's talking to his buddy and the buddy, he's like, when you say, tell your kid, you named him after me, you smile. That actor was good too. You smile. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. There was some like, yeah, there's some weird, I don't know. There was some crazy, some crazy Vietnam thing. And then this is my favorite part of, or this is my favorite line comes out of here. There's like some <laughs> weird Vietnam. He's like, I haven't been this way since the war. And he goes, he goes to back to Vietnam. This is where they put a blonde wig on him to make him seem younger. <laughs> and then he, uh, people, people are getting ki- ki- like he has like a, a nice conversation with someone, and then they get blown away. <laughs> and then he goes to then he he sees the love of his life, and starts running towards him. And then she hits a landmine and explodes. <laughs> and he's covered in her blood. And, and they were like, and then I love that they go, this is what they have to say. And again, like Vietnam is also China, uh, which is also the place where the guy was murdered. It's just all the same yard. It's the same yard. It's all the same yard. And they go, they go, uh, what was she doing? Just running around in the forest. And he goes, I don't know. Maybe she wanted to start a family. (laughs) As one does in the forest. (laughs) And they're like, she's too far gone to put her back. He said she's too far gone now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she she steps on this landmine, she immediately liquefies. (laughs) There's nothing. There's nothing like it's just them. Like the guy, you can tell they just took a bucket of just guts and they threw it on this guy. (laughs) And then the other guy's like, yeah, there's nothing we can do for her. I don't think, I think she's too far gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's classic. So, so we get, so this woman, after a woman blows up and she wanted to start a family, (laughs) we, we like leave his flashback and he, and he comes back and he's alive with an eye patch. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, they're in the seance. They're back. Somehow they it cuts back to the seance. And, oh, the seance uh, comes first. And then yeah, because yeah, cause he has his little car. I don't know what Pastor Stu was doing with his little tarot card, waving it around, but I guess he was serious with his little exorcism. And then, like, to me, uh, Pastor John, he looked like Chris Angel. I'm like, what magical mystery, like, with that thick eyeliner. <laughs> 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 but he was... Um, exercising yes. Doug the pastor and he's like I feel anxiety I feel and he kept like listening what he feels and he goes I feel hungry <laughs> yeah that's right he goes and him. <laughs> Wait, but the hand like why did he do it was he did like a Pac-Man gesture with his hand to yeah pastor. he does this like like it looked like either Pac-Man or a hungry again. hippo hand. <laughs> and again, this guy's being a good actor while he's doing it. So he, yes! he, he we think he's killed this the older pastor, his mentor. And mm-hmm. 
the but the uh, then the older pastor, his mentor, wakes up because he's in the care of a ninja. The the ma- the master the bad the ma- master ma- ninja. Yeah, the master ninja. The master ninja who is this so then the, and there is some Japanese spoken here so I'm like okay so they've now moved over to to, to ninja stuff I think they had a uh, that's played by a Chinese man I, I don't know there's uh, they they I think they really uh, went for grouping Asians together um, yeah uh, not not the best then uh then what in the meantime the pastor and the hooker fall in love and they have sex for the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah, I like this montage. So it was, it was filmed really cool because I, I like it, it filmed like a music video with yes. a little block. This I, I love this because this this director, Brendan Steele, it, you since he edited it, too. This is clearly a case of where this guy just learned how to edit triptychs. Like where it's like a couple, a couple things, uh, a couple scenes sliding in next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like they do a lot, no, like Ocean's Eleven movies and stuff like that, where it's like this person's doing this and on this and like it's like multiple mm-hmm. split screens. And this guy uses this a lot in the film to the point where I was like, <laughs> he just learned that right before he shot this film, and he's been excited about Look this. What I could do. <laughs> Hon- honestly, impressive the amount of stuff that he was able to pull off. I mean, just. Mm-hmm. On, on a basic level, to have the skills to do shots like this and pull it off competently. Like, the movie was very, uh, for the most part, competently lit. Um, mm-hmm. The sound sounded okay. Um, most of the, the... So the score, the score was great, but then the soundtrack was just punk. I'm like, oh, okay, it's the guy, he likes punk, and he probably got his friends in his bands, you yes. know, his friends' bands mm-hmm. to play for the, the score for the soundtrack for the movie. But the score was so well done, too. Like, it was... I it was, liked it! Yeah. yeah. Oh, they snuck in uh, dur- in the beginning <laughs> theme, with the beginning opening credits. They snuck in the Jurassic. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you guys are slick." <laughs> That's good. That's, That's good. And they change it a couple notes later, so yeah. it never has to. That's like yeah. the. Uh, there's like a prescription commercial that's playing a lot right now, and it's like a, they clearly wanted to use and the beat goes on from like sunny <laughs> and share but obviously uh-huh. it would have cost them way too much money so they take three they play just that and like the the beat goes on and they don't sing it and then they immediately switch everything so it's like like nope that's not the song we're trying to play nope nope <laughs> nope this is nope. uh, this is copyright uh, we're good we're good uh-uh. we're good we're not stealing the song Yep, um, they, so. <laughs> so great. So, so this is this kind of like they, they fall in love, and this leads up to the big climax. Uh, wait. Oh, what? Wait, after they have, they're laying in bed, like after the montage, they're in the bed, they're like cuddling, and all of a sudden, ninjas bust Oh, that's right. They're cuddling in bed, and the ninja flies in through the wall or through the, yeah. <laughs> the window. Yes. Yeah. And Carol. up and she starts fighting and it's like oh shit the past like because now they both have martial arts experience somehow somewhere in falling in love they both not only he didn't become just a bloodthirsty raptor he also seems to have trained 
Yes. Well, you know, don't ask, being, don't ask how he knows karate. <laughs> he be, just being, does. A, being a dragon warrior with martial arts, the, the martial arts is contagious. So if you sleep with a <laughs> dragon warrior who is a blossom pastor, you will get some of it rubbed off on you. I think that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be able to hold her own in the fight. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so they fight and they find out that one of the ninjas is his brother. Right. Yes. Yeah. And he's and he laughs and he says. <laughs> and that and the way you find out he's his brother is because he pulls his mask down and he's like laughing. He goes, "Brother," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> I guess they're related. He, I love this that it goes. There's like this. <laughs> he has a flashback because every time he's remembered his parents, he's remembered how much they've loved him and how much they would be proud of him. And they're always in these flashbacks. They've always gotten like my only son. My son, only my son. And they go back to these same flashbacks, pull out, and the other guy is watching. Wait, but he's in the same room. He's yes, in the exactly. same room. He's in every single one of those flashback shots, looking angrily on, like I'm also your son. And then he was in the back seat of the car, like I'm going to drop you off at Pastor College. <laughs> he was in the back seat of the car behind a mom looking mad <laughs> so ridiculous so then i'm gonna i'm gonna get us to the uh so basically so this this ninja thing is like he goes they're like how did you find you know uh, how did they find me well the ninjas must have followed me home uh some classic stuff there and then uh so then they know they have to go to this epic battle at the end Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be between the brothers, um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, <laughs> and so uh, and this is oh and by the way this is uh, this is where they really lay out the ninja plan right before they come in and one of the one of the things said during this ninja plans is what does drug smuggling have to do with Christianity <laughs> everything <laughs> everything hey that was deep. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Hey, you know, <laughs> people testify. You know, and you know that makes a lot of sense because you know, uh, have you ever seen someone testify like I wasn't? I was doing drugs. I was shooting the devil in my veins, and then yep. I found Jesus, and I'm a new person, and I've been yep. sanctified, and and all that stuff. And yeah, then the, hey, the movie had a point. It it, it touched on there something. You there you go. <laughs> exactly. In a way, in a way, like the logic checks out. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a lot of twisted turns. Yeah, probably more than necessary. But then it doesn't. <laughs> and so, so just to close it out, they get this big. We get a big climactic action scene where we finally see. So this is our like in our Godzilla movies. This would be our big, you know, the big battle with Godzilla versus Peter and Rodan and all that stuff. In this one, he finally turns. I mean, there's like she joins him in battle and there's like some ninja battle happening. She got her cat she, suit on. She has a cat suit on. She gets, we think she gets killed. He goes into a blind rage and then he turns into the raptor. And this is the, finally we see him in the full raptor suit. And it, they didn't, they, it's not, he's too short for it. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it you know at, at least it's a custom suit it's not something you can just buy but you can see where you enter the the costume from below because it looks like it it's looks a big hole yeah it looks like when you see a cow give birth to a calf and, and then like you know shit hasn't healed up yet <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it kind of looks like that i'm like all right oh, I, oh fine god. 
And the ninjas are like are like jump kicking it. And really, if I'm honest, the ninjas won this fight. <laughs> yeah, 100%. They just, they just bounce off of them. Yeah. And it's like explode. And like, he really is too short for it. Like the head just kind of bobs around on top of the clear where his body ends. Like they did not stabilize it. So it's just like. And then he ends up. So he ends up winning. They, he's, uh, he thought the woman's dead, but she, and she fought real hard, but then one guy comes out of a tent and she's too scared to even do anything. And he just cuts her and we think mm-hmm. she's dead. And then, uh, he kills his brother, uh, and with the ancestral sword. Wait, yeah. The, oh yeah. There's like a whole part where there's an ancestral sword guys. I don't know. You're gonna, this part, yeah, like, that was... I, I'd like to hear anybody's summation of what the hell happens here. Uh, so to everyone chime in on Twitter. But the uh, in, in the end, what happens is that she somehow survives. And, and it turns out the, the doctor, the doctor comes out of, like we said earlier, this, a regular doctor's office with an old timey doctor, like cartoon, uh, uh, like reflective uh, like, thing. Like a, yeah. And he's smoking a cigarette and he goes, she's fine she's fine like i guess that's the medical prognosis she's fine she's fine <laughs> she's fine so he goes checks with her and then they they I, I think they they go he they decide like he then now goes through what i what i would call the sandra d transformation from greece where he was a good boy and now he wears leather uh <laughs> and then they, they decide to ride around the world stopping christianity <laughs> In a Chevelle. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. Uh, I, all right, guys, let's give it. Let's give this a, a review, and then I want to. I want to talk. Uh, do a quick Barkley. A quick Barkley uh, Bambi talk. So, uh, what did you guys think? What's your What's your review? I loved well, I, it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun. I, it was I, a fun I, movie. It's ridiculous. If you like bullshit like I do, um, you know. <laughs> watch it like and then follow it. it you'll you'll probably watch killer sofa after this too because it'll recommend yes, that to you please watch yes. killer sofa uh, please just some <laughs> some real schlock some real shit um but you know what i'll say this uh this movie is exactly what you would expect from a typo on your phone because that's how this movie came about he was trying to type yeah. um yes. yeah yeah instead his phone auto corrected um what was he trying to type like not velocity he was like Velocity. Oh, he's trying to type Velociraptor, and it's it said Veloci uh, Pastor, and he's like, oh, that should be a movie. This whole this entire movie is based on a typo. So Jesus, <laughs> yeah. You know what? That tells you everything about like what's going on in society right now and everything too. Is like how how much shit hits the fan because of a t- like a small thing like a typo. Yeah. <laughs> Just because we're all like society's nimrods. Uh, I love it. I love it. You guys will definitely check it out. Like I said, they the actors are really weirdly excellent, clearly trained actors, uh, and and it and it makes fun of itself. And some of the lines are ridiculous. And, you know, there's some points where it drags or whatever, but it's only seventy minutes long, so mm-hmm. you can't go wrong. Um, and it's free on Prime, so go check it out. Uh, okay, so to give you guys a little a little Godzilla a little Godzilla review though to take because I thought what we could do is discuss Godzilla the Godzilla versus Charles Barkley commercial from 1992 Godzilla versus Bambi from 1969 and and then I want Maisha 
Maisha, do you have a lot of Godzilla fandom experience or you? Well, okay. So I sent you a song. Uh, um, I, in Detroit, where I'm from, we will listen to like a lot of ghetto tech or techno music. So mm-hmm. there was a DJ who took the theme song to the God, like Godzilla, like dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And then, but made it. But made it like a booty music, like so I sent you the link, and so I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like we would be in the club, like dancing to Godzilla theme song. Wait, are you talking about? You're not talking about. You're not talking about Pharaoh Monk, are you? No, it was by DJ uh, DJ Assault did one, and DJ Godfather did a version of it. And uh, I'll send you. I'll send you the link. It's so it's crazy, but it's like it's like it's a it's called ghetto. It's like a ghetto tech mix. Yeah, yeah. I, hear it. I love that. Shit. Yeah. It was great. I did listen to it when you sent it to me. Yeah, we'll have to, and we'll get a link to that uh, for for yeah. our fans. So and I always so, watch the one from um with, with Matthew Broswick, where um they also did the one with uh, P Diddy did a collaboration. Oh yeah, with yeah. Da, 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 the, yeah, the American one. Uh, yeah. Went, well, Maisha, we're going to educate you on some better Godzilla films. <laughs> <laughs> we got you covered, but you know, but it was fun that you like. I like that you that you had liked this Velocipaster movie because I was like, oh, this is a perfect way to to like get somebody to start watching Godzilla films. So now we're going to have to have you back in a couple months after we've made you watch a Godzilla film. But All I right. thought what we could do is like let quickly talk about Godzilla versus. Charles Barkley and Godzilla mm-hmm. versus Bambi, and then and then I want to know if you feel after we review these, if you feel Godzilla would beat Velocipaster. So, uh, so the, everybody remembers the. If you don't know the Godzilla versus Charles Barkley commercial, that's you do at least know the GIF that always comes up because it's Godzilla just like putting sunglasses on and going deal with it. Always shows up. <laughs> uh, it's a 1992 <laughs> Nike commercial. In which a giant NBA star Charles Barkley challenges Godzilla to a game of one-on-one in Tokyo, and it was so popular that it was later adapted into a comic book, which I'm sure somebody's going to have us review at some point. <laughs> um, it's it, so basically, it's uh, you know, it's like a 30-second commercial. It deb- debuted on the MTV Music Video Awards on uh, September 9th, 1992. It was originally supposed to be for just Japanese audiences, but they t- it turned oh, out so well that they made it for American audiences too. They put it, they did that. So, mm-hmm. and it takes, it was eight days of filming and it took four weeks of editing. Oh four God. weeks of editing. It's mm-hmm. such a high budget commercial. Like it, it's insane. Just thinking that they would ever make a commercial like that. That's not for the Super Bowl. It is such a bonkers commercial. There's a 15 minute <laughs> documentary, like a mini doc about this commercial on YouTube. You should also check out. That, oh my God. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like, you can tell, like, uh, there's a mixed understanding of Godzilla, but they mostly got, I mean, the Godzilla looks great. The city set looks great. But they're also talking about, like, they yellowed his teeth because, you know, Godzilla's teeth get yellow after, from fire and uh, and, and chewing up so many people. I'm like, I, okay. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, my <laughs> we have to, we're going to have to since there's a documentary about it, I think one day, so this will be our initial dip to, into the, the Godzilla commercial. But I think what we'll have to do is we'll have to reserve an episode in the future. That's for the commercial plus the documentary plus the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we so can do that. Yeah, we can, we can uh, all nail all three. Yeah. Cause that, the comic, yeah. I do remember the comic being kind of a, you know, uh, a cultural like touchstone too when it came yeah, out. This yeah. Was a, I remember it was dark horse comics was the ones that yeah. did it. 
Yeah, definitely. It's like just a one shot. It was like a one shot comic sort of thing. But like, I think we could. Yeah, we should definitely do that. But in the in the spectrum of what we are going to uh, uh, cover here, so we'll we'll come back and do a deep dive on it. So nobody panic. We'll we'll be coming back for it. Uh, this also used, uh, but just a couple touch points on it. Um, it had a ton of foam rubber pieces, puppeteer, radio control devices. I mean, this is insane. Some of the miniature. Oh my gosh! Some of the buildings were used in Ghostbusters. Some of the minis that they used for it. How about that? Uh, and then, uh, and then it also used 3D audio. It was the first uh, first TV commercial to ever use 3D audio. What 3D the hell is audio? Don't know. Yeah. Don't know what that is. It seems like no, no, no. It's definitely like a hot buzzword uh, in the 80s or 90s, whenever this was made. Uh, kind of so like hap- you know, haptic yeah. bass or something like something yeah. that stuff that vibrates or did the set yeah. vibrate with them? And anytime, with anytime someone's t- trying to sell me something that's 3D or God forbid 4D, I'm like, all right, there's oh, some goodness. definitely some bullshit going oh, on yeah. here. 4D, forget it, forget For, it. 4D. Oh, the ch- the chair Just, shakes. That's the fourth dimension is my butt. <laughs> and some water sprayed at you. Yeah. The chair shakes and some water squirted at you. You feel it? You it's like you're really there. <laughs> oh, that's 5D. I have to say, this is this is one of the uh, I, I have to say that Godzilla was out of his element here. Godzilla <laughs> challenging challenging a basketball player when your legs are very short, stubbly, stubbly. and you have a terrible vertical. I'm not and sure. No ankles. <laughs> no ankles. I'm not sure that this was wise of Godzilla to challenge Charles Barkley. Usually Godzilla kind of stays in his lane, but I feel like Godzilla... You know, let he his ego take over. Yeah, yeah he, he was feeling himself. Uh, feeling himself. <laughs> and and Barkley just Barkley fucks him up. Like he <laughs> like at one <laughs> Godzilla at one point, like they use the they use the O from a Tokyo sign as their hoop. Godzilla knocks the ball with Barkley's hands from its with his tail, which is probably illegal. Uh, <laughs> and but Barkley oh, doesn't good. even give a fuck. He just pushes <laughs> Godzilla into a building. Which gives him a chance to slam dunk into the O of the Tokyo. But then they get along afterwards. They're walking off together. And he says the Lakers are looking for a big man. And then, uh, you know, and then Barkley, another ending of the commercial is that Barkley said, have you ever thought about wearing shoes? And then it's got the Nike swoosh. (laughs) I don't think Nikes make shoes that big. (laughs) His little little toenails are just claw right through the Nike gym shoe. (laughs) Maybe they'll have open toe, open, open toe, toe Nikes, <laughs> open toe Nikes just for Godzilla. But I mean, I mean, what do you think, George? This feels like Godzilla was was maybe. I think he was letting his ego take charge on this one. Mm-hmm. I think Godzilla would have won because he has fire breath. Um, I- <laughs> <laughs> That could have disintegrated the ball, though. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you win by destroying the ball and the city <laughs> that you're playing the game in. Sometimes that's how you win. That's true. That's true. And I mean, I've seen Godzilla hit that nice vertical when he has a happy moment in in, uh, yeah. in Monster Zero. That's right. He he does have a happy moment, and also uh, Godzilla can fly. I mean, Godzilla all the way, a hundred percent. Charles Barkley is a is a human. but they were the same size well did now was this a radioactive charles barkley because they were the same height in this um commercial so they had to do something to even the playing field right that's true he has well maybe he's radioactive that's how he got so big 
Yeah. So maybe they both had. Okay. So here's here's a theory. Maybe they both had radioactive fire breath, but they agreed to not employ either of their radioactive fire breath for the game. <laughs> yeah, it had to be fair. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, George? I think Godzilla would have won because he has fire <laughs> breath. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking of like all oh my toy Godzilla's like no way no way Charles Barkley could beat Godzilla no way, no way man. Godzilla's but that crossover Godzilla's got dunks man he's got dunks yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't then, know I, I, this, you know but he didn't win in this one he didn't win you know so this, this isn't this isn't um that was that this is the alternate and there's an alternate ending I, I'm oh sure. okay yeah. Godzilla, oh Godzilla. yeah and then, and then, in the end of there's no Nike swoosh, and it just says no shoes, no shoes, <laughs> no shoes, no shoes. <laughs> it's just like muddy feet. <laughs> so, so then I'm just gonna, so I'm gonna move it along because we'll, we're gonna have a special. I think we'll we'll have like a special Godzilla versus Charles Barkley. This is a taste of what we'll do, as we said. Uh, and then we watched uh, uh, Godzilla versus Bambi, which I see. I thought these were two Aww. nice intro snippets for my to see as Godzilla films. So uh, Godzilla versus Bambi is this guy. Uh, what is it? His name is Marv. Uh, it's like Godzilla meets Bambi, which is like the most. This is the most. Uh, or Bambi meets Godzilla. This just reminds me of every every guy every dude i've ever met uh it's director marv newland this is another see this i also chose this because it's the one guy did everything on this one just like mm-hmm. lawson boss pastor <laughs> and so uh it's number listed number 38 in the book the 50 greatest cartoons uh he did this all himself marv newland he uh he he made it he it's less than two minutes long um, I mean, honestly, just like the credits run while Bambi does the same cycling animation of eating uh, mm-hmm. grass and then uh, Godzilla stomps on him. And it just reminded me of I'm like, this is just what I, any boy would do. Any boy would yeah. any boy that has animation skills would be like, yeah, Bambi's cute. Like Bambi had come out recently mm-hmm. and then they're like, yeah, let's stomp her. Let's stomp her. And this guy, uh this guy was like a major, uh, he, he was like a major, uh, I mean, he's, he's still alive. I don't know why I'm saying past tense. Um, but he is a major animator and he's an uh, American Canadian and he's worked on a ton of stuff. Again, we'll probably do a full episode. Like you can really do a deep dive on this one. Mm. But we wanted to kind of go over it because I wanted to like, we want to get to that point where we can ask Maisha, does she mm-hmm. think now, after seeing Godzilla versus Bambi, or Bambi meets Godzilla, or yeah, Bambi meets Godzilla, and Godzilla versus Charles Barkley, and Velocipaster, who do you think would win? Do you think Godzilla would win against Velocipaster? Okay, I, Velociraptor, Velocipaster would not stand a chance against Godzilla. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm right answer. Honest. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he turned his dinosaurs on a scale level. Velocipaster, he's like you say, he's a little short for his costume. <laughs> <laughs> so he can't fight anybody. <laughs> he can't fight no big old <laughs> dinosaur that breathes fire. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And if you're talking like, 
like they use this, uh, you know, they, they, they have a Japanese element in this. So like they're trying to do this kaiju thing, but it's like, man, Godzilla's got this on lock. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Maisha, Maisha got like two snippets of Godzilla and was like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, he just limited. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, right thanks answers. so much. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Maisha. And, and we have Thank one you. more question for you, George. You want to ask it? The yeah, we, kaiju we, question? that's right. We like to ask our guests sometimes, if you were a kaiju, a giant monster, what would you be? What would, we, what would you look like? What would your powers be? And possibly a name if you have one. What would you envision yourself as, Maisha? Oh, my God. Hmm. I'll, probably, <laughs> I'll probably be like a peacock, like a big peacock kaiju. Oh, that's Awesome! Oh, I love that. What would that's your powers cool. be? Would your feathers? And I'll shoot like- lasers out of my feathers. Oh, that's so good! Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Do you have a name for it? Uh, oh my god, Cactosaurus. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! I love it so so much. That's awesome. I love it. So, uh, so artists out there, Maisha, our our fans love to do uh, art of these kaiju. So, um, so if you guys have a take on Picoctosaurus, or the peacock that shoots lasers out of its tail feathers, um, you know, tweet it at us at zero underscore Godzilla. Um, and Maisha, where can people find you? Where can they? Uh, you're, you're on Instagram. Yes, I'm on Instagram at. M-Y-I-S-H-I-A and my Twitter handle is M-Y-I-S-H-I-A C as in cat, B as in boy. Awesome. Oh, great. And uh, of course, you can find me at Haley Mancini. And I'm at Maddox Rules. And the show's Twitter handle, of course, is zero underscore Godzilla. Z-E-R-O underscore Godzilla. Give us a follow. We're always tweeting fun stuff. Thank you again to G Fan Magazine. That's a very cool write-up. Mm-hmm. And until next time, I'm George. I'm Haley. I've invited you here to this oh, and <laughs> We welcome you. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.